So a great friend to us and a great friend to you all that he comes on our show all the time, Dr. Sherwood. He's been on our show left, right, and center. Uh, we bring him on uh, to talk about especially medical stuff. Uh, he is a naturopath. He is a naturopathic doctor, so you're aware. Um, and he gives us a lot of great info and a lot of great stuff that will help you in your life so you feel better, not only about your mental well, not only about your physical well-being, but your mental well-being as well. And, and don't forget about your spiritual well-being. Absolutely. Because they've got the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, he and his wife. His wife is an allopathic doctor, so uh, he's the naturopath. She's more the traditional doctor. Between the two of them, they focus on your overall health because it's great to treat your physical body, but if you're not healthy mentally and you're not healthy spiritually, then you're not truly healthy. So... Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Patriot Party and you're going to get his free ebook and you're going to save up to 10% on any order of the supplements that are he supplies there. Go there, check it out. Uh, Dr. Sherwood, again, he's a great friend to our show. He's been with us uh, for a long time now. We've brought him on. He's been on a bunch of our shows. Yeah, if you haven't listened Dr. to him Sherwood. speak, come on here. Listen to one of our old shows. You can listen to Dr. Sherwood. He will tell you all about the the, the stuff you're getting. You can also get uh, uh, DNA uh Genetic testing. Genetic testing. Yep, at his clinic yep. in Tulsa. And they do that all, they, it doesn't go to China. So you don't have to worry about your DNA going to China. You don't have to worry about anybody supporting Chinese Wuhan lab crap, lab leak crap. Just check it out. Dr. Sherwood dot, dot TV forward slash Patriot Party. And you're going to get his free ebook and you're going to save up to 10% on anything you get there. So folks go there today, give it a shot. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. There's a system in the backwoods There's a way of doing things If you break in, we don't leave all of the fun to the police I just heard a bunch of racket coming from the back screen door Soon as you step in, I'm gonna drop you on the kitchen floor Cause we ain't playing We ain't playing My sawed off 12 gauge spreads a country mile, you know it Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house But I'll have you gone in less than one Cause out here I am 911 Texas has the castle doctrine, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Carolinas, Oklahoma, they're all here to let you know. But then 
New York, New Jersey With a duty to retreat I guess they'd rather have you dead Than to protect your family And that's why My sawed-off 12 gay spreads a country mile You know it Step one foot in this house, son You've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house And I'll have the job already done Cause out here I am 911 Fast sheriff, he can't save you It'll already be too late But that gun will sure protect you to live to see another day My sawed off 12 gate spreads a country mile You know it Step one foot in this house, son You've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house But I'll have you gone in less than one Cause out here I am 911 And welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better, butter, beloved, better half. Lynn. Hello, Patriot. So today, folks, we got a special guest. Uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood is joining us uh, all the way from Oklahoma. Our returning champion. Yes. Uh, hopefully going to be the next, soon-to-be next governor of Oklahoma. Welcome, Doc. Uh, again, welcome. Welcome and back to the show. Yes. Haven't been on a while. I know. I miss you guys, Mick V. Lynn. You guys are amazing people, and I'm super honored to be here with you today. Thanks for having me. Well, you're very, very welcome. We're always happy to have you here with us, Doc. So <laughs> real quick, uh, you were a police officer, correct? Yes. You were a uh, well, state trooper, local cop. What What did you do? Sheriff? I was uh, municipal law enforcement for 24 years, and um, during that time, teenagers in the SWAT team and of course, during that 24 years, you have an opportunity to literally work every assignment uh, type there is in a large metropolitan area. And this was in Oklahoma? Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma Police Department. Okay. So you would then, I would guess that you probably went through the same type of police academy I did, um, which you guys went over the law and probably did about 120, anywhere between 120, 140 hours of law, I would say you studied. So in that yeah. time, you probably studied your amendments to the Constitution and the First Amendment, obviously, being the biggest one. Um, you understand what the First Amendment says. Um, you understand that freedom of speech, you probably protect that pretty near and dear, seeing that you're on here. I do. I have some questions to start out with, uh, minus those. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the preamble for this. Um, first First question I've got, and I know there understand that we have the utmost understand that we have the utmost respect for you, and I do at least. And I yeah, know we I know Vlin does. Yeah. Um yeah. and I wouldn't ask these questions if I didn't know your background and I didn't know your uh background in law enforcement. I and you understand what it means to take that oath. You understand what it means to constantly be honest, even if it is at your own detriment. You understand those things, especially running as a governor, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, that is probably a huge part. Uh, and it, I know it is a huge part of your campaign because I've watched your ads. And by the way, if you haven't gone and checked out uh, Sherwood 20, 
22 on the app store. Go get it. I downloaded it myself. I'm, I don't even live in Oklahoma, folks. I still have it because you see some really <laughs> cool ads on there and I love to see the ads. Um, knowing this about you though, understanding this, uh, I just have some questions. This is pretty big for us. Um, were you at Phoenix, uh, at Clay's event and did I you was. speak? Did you speak? Yeah. Just barely. I had a little opening segment and then uh, we did that last Q and a for several minutes with, uh, uh, General Michael Flynn and Pastor Dave Scarlett and some others. Did you, uh, were you aware of, or did you sign any contract that said that you could or could not say anything during the time that you were speaking? I did not sign any contract. However, I was told by Clay to not, um, you know, he called me, I don't know if he did anybody else, but this is the truth from my end. He called me before the event and stated to me that, he could get fined if anybody started and or insinuated the let's grow Brandon uh, chant and also inform me to not say anything about any political run or campaign. Well, that is um, okay. Wow. This, uh, I've asked yeah. this, yeah. look, I, look, all of you guys, everybody that we get normally on the show, for instance, yourself, I'm going to just let you know exactly why we're asking these questions. Yeah. Um, while in Dallas, uh, after you saw V Lynch, he made some contacts there. One of the contacts that we made happened to be uh, a guy that runs a show out of uh, Las Vegas, a guy by name Justin. He does cannabis and combat. Um, he uh, forget the weed part, forget the cannabis crap. He gets that. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Literally, he got called the Monday prior to the Phoenix event um, by JT. And uh, this is all documented. It's on a show. You can go look it up. Um, since then, uh, me and him have been had a many a conversation about well, this. What JT tell him? Anyway, long story short, JT got a phone. He got a phone call from JT, and that morning he said, "Look, you can't do press for our events anymore," um, mm. and because of his name, because of cannabis and combat, and he didn't even care about that. He wasn't really all. And that, it's not like he promotes cannabis, but he's he's like, I understand, you know, I get even it. though it's legal there, a lot of people don't approve. Mm. It's in a church, yada not a yada. That's fine. Not a big deal. But then yeah. JT told him that. Oh, and by the way, you can't start and you can't start any chance. Uh, let's go Brandon chance or we get fined a hundred thousand um, dollars. And he kind of like, this was at seven o'clock in the morning, Vegas time. And he kind of scratched his head and he was like, wait a minute, what? Come to find out that I was like, cause I asked him like immediately after that, we had him on a couple of days after this happened. Um, I, and then he goes the JT asked him, he goes, do you still want clay on your show? And, uh, He's like, yeah, absolutely. Bring him on. So anyway, long story short. Um, Clay went on a show that afternoon. He went afternoon. on a show, show that afternoon, but like we had him on a couple of days later. And one of the things I asked him, I said, why would JT, that sounds really weird to me. You weren't speaking, were you? You weren't set to speak at the Arizona event. He's like, no. I was like, well, why would he tell you that? That just sounds really odd to me. Anyway, he went out there and uh, Clay went on the show. And um, the first thing that we that he was asked was like, he asked him about this. He said, is this true that you've, you, you, you signed a contract stating that you would not use these words. You would not say, let's go, Brandon. And I, I was trying to find a reason why he would say that. Why would he say that? I mean, was that just the Christian way of saying, don't say, you know, the, what it's really supposed to be, which is FJB, yeah. you know, is that what he was trying to avoid just by saying, let's go, Brandon, or are you really censoring? Let's go, Brandon. And why would you even agree to that? And, uh, Clay had, uh, 
well, first of all, he broke his spiel and you could see that Clay was kind of off guard with it. But then, and he's not like a shock jock. That's not what his intent was. He was asking him the honest question. Why are you censoring people and what they can say? And I mean, this is like our number one. This is what we're sticking on. This is our guts. This is what's the the fight. This is what the fight is. At least that's what we think. And uh, he went on and said, uh, you know, he had a lot of interesting answers. And then it got to... A lot of personal attacks yeah. of Clay personally Going after Justin, attacking Justin. And, and Justin asked him, just finally got to the point, he's just like, are you a patriot? I mean, you got to be a patriot just trying to find some common ground. And uh, he's like, well, I don't identify. No, no. Yeah, play, 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 play. I mean, the, I can play, play the clip. I, I, it's crazy. Because the very first thing that Clay said when he asked, when Justin asked him to, to describe himself, tell people about him, he said, well, I'm a libertarian. So right off the bat, he identified himself. But then here, here comes, here comes this. Uh, let me let me bring this up full screen real quick. So because I want you to be able to see it, too. OK. got to hit that. Yeah, there you go. OK, believe it or not, I know what I'm doing, babe. Oh, no, the boom don't. book. And this is the book, the boom book. And I'm, my nickname is Claytron. And one of my graphic designers, Darlin Tucker, he told me, hey, what if we make the book where you look like the Terminator? And I said, that's awesome. But that was eight years ago. But since discovering all the things that I now know, I had to change the cover of the book. So that's why I had the, book, the book cover got changed there. So I'm constantly, so anything that you find on my website, that's not good. But if you look through this. I appreciate the promotional effort here, but I just want to ask you another question. Sure. Who is Lee Cockerell? Lee Cockerell is the former executive vice. I'm on thrive15.com homepage, front and center. I've been interviewing people at your event. And you so can do that. You can do that. You just can't promote cannabis. There. My title of my show is Cannabis in Combat. You can come to any event that you want to come to. We just can't allow that. Okay. I do media. I, Clay, I do media. Okay. Yeah. You're saying I can't go interview people at your show because the title of my show has the word cannabis in it. Is that I've never booth and have yeah. my beer and do yeah. the whole thing. You can do it. You just can't promote cannabis there. I don't ever do, do promote cannabis. I have nothing to do with the cannabis I'm industry. I'm going to skip through this. I understand. Don't equate saying let's go Brandon with smoking pot, Clay. I'm not. I'm trying to church that will say there that you to you that from it. the event. And you signed that and agreed to that and thought that was acceptable. That's the only venue you can have. In the country. That's the only place to go. Couldn't find another place. Where is, where is your event? Where are you organizing your event? Where is it? Clay, I, I do right where, here. Where Clay, are you organizing I your would event? tell them if you're not going to allow our people freedom of speech. I love, no. I love the venue. I love the church that you found that allows you to smoke pot there. What you're conflating the issue? We're talking about saying the terms "let's go, Brandon." Nothing to do with smoking pot. Nice try, though. That's really creative. You need to go find a church. Go find a church, and then the church will tell you up front. They said you can't promote cannabis and you can't say "let's go, Brandon." You find a church that will say that to you. You sign an agreement and then you violate your own agreement. Doesn't make any sense. Why? Well, well, here's what the thing is: is forget the pot thing. Okay, forget it. We're talking about saying words. In a church, say whatever the word you want to say. That's just the agreement that the church put in place. And I have that to you agreed to. I absolutely agreed to it because it's the only thing. Instead, venue of, finding another, instead of finding another venue, why does it have to be a church? What incredible or events have you organized? Tell me about the incredible events that you've organized. Tell me about your belief in the First Amendment, Clay. I believe you have the, the First Amendment right to peaceably gather and to say whatever you want to say, but it's at a church that previously oh, accepted a church. You can say what you want, just not at church. <laughs> church now. I, I mean, there's it goes on and on, obviously, but it, he obviously you can tell that he was thrown off by things that were said there. But I just, uh, you know, I met 90 percent of you through Clay. Um, I don't harbor any ill will towards Clay. However, um, 
nor do I harbor any ill will towards any of you. Um, we bring you on, and I, uh, I just have to ask you because this, um, when he talks about this contract, we've heard some speakers mm -hmm. say that they did sign a contract. Um, we've heard, for instance, like you just told us, you you didn't sign one, but you heard about it. So well, I, I, I didn't hear about a contract. Let me just, I, that's what he told me on the phone. And I just said, okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, so that was just a, a con uh, phone call to me. I, I just, I don't, I, there's, there's some sticking points there because that's like the primary, I mean, I think you can understand this is like the, the mm. crux of what we're standing on here is our liberties that are being trampled by other people. And if we're going to these churches that are promoting, you know, the censoring of what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say. Now, don't get me wrong. I, we're, it's not about cannabis. I get that part. That I completely understand. Just like I can't walk into a church and start dropping F-bombs everywhere I go because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I get fired right out of that church. And I completely expect that. I wouldn't yeah. do that out of respect for the church, for yeah. the belief in a higher power. Oh. I don't, whether it's Catholic church or not, I do it out of respect for the belief in a higher power. But How we literally say, let's go, Brandon, out of respect right? Because we don't want to cuss. Like we, we say that in lieu of cussing, it is not a yeah. cuss word. It is, it's our way of, of being respectful. So as not to cuss and still express how we feel about what's going on. I, yeah. I just, this, this issue and it's torn a pretty great rift. I think, um, for clay, especially because, uh, we've seen other things that have come out since then, since this, uh, people questioning, like, what's really going on here? Why, why is this this way? And he also brought up a point there. You heard him. He said, well, I've signed other agreements at other churches. That was the one that kind of blew my mind. He said there I was were like, places where certain speakers weren't allowed to speak. And, and I'm sitting there going, well, wait a minute. Oh. How are you, how is this, what else haven't you been allowed to say? Where else hasn't this happened? Has this, ha did this happen in Michigan? I don't know if you spoke in Michigan. I mean, okay. were you told about anything that you weren't allowed to say in Michigan? Um, no. I, I'm pretty sure nothing, I, don't think we missed anybody in Tampa because I met the whole lineup. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, we didn't see Kevin Sorbo there, but I don't know if he, he couldn't make it. His wife was there. Though. Maybe. Yeah, Sam was there. So I, I don't know if it was uh, Kevin Sorbo. I don't think he could make, attend the event, but I, I don't know of anything else. I, I just now, but it automatically draws that next obvious question, which is, well, what else have we missed? What are you talking about? What else have you agreed to in the past? And as an event promoter, which he is, and I think he does a great job. Don't get me wrong. I think the events are well put on. They're obviously well manicured. Well, they've been perfected. Um, no arguments. There. Amazing information. I mean, it's the, in fact, a good friend of ours who we brought with us to Tampa. Um, we had, you know, we'd already heard all this. And the first day in Tampa, Mick was like, why are we even here? It's like, well, we're here to make, you know, we're, we're here to make contacts and, um, and learn about things. But I was actually, I was really happy. Our, our friend came to Tampa with us because, um, she ended up not getting the jab and, she got COVID, you know, she got the appropriate medication, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. She was better in a week. Um, and, and now she's going to live her what as, as long as she was supposed to, you know, or is supposed to, um, you know, she's, she's a, a success story out of one of those events. And I know that there are literally thousands of them. Um, but it's, and I know there's more than thousands because between you and, well, Dr. Saying, Stella just straight out of the events and yeah. your wife, you guys have been killing it, you know, bringing all these people, you know, to the light, so to speak. And I have yeah. to say, that's exactly what it is. Cause that's what you all have done. And, uh, the, the evidence that you put out and you, you know, the stuff that, I mean, the first time that we hear of somebody going 
getting sick. We give them two websites. We give them Dr. Stella and we give them yours. And then we have oh. our little, we give our own little, we have our own little COVID bag. Full of vitamins. Um, full of vitamins. And, yeah. and um, your card with your ebook on it saying, hey, go read this. Start yeah. taking vitamins. Start taking care of yourself. And this is where you're going to end up. And I got to tell you, you got four people around this area where we just moved that I, we already had some friends down here. You already have four people that have, they call this up you know, late in the evening said, Hey, wife's got it. My husband's got it. And we brought the COVID treatment bag and they started making phone calls and getting stuff out there. So it, it's working. And, yeah. you know, my hat's off to you all. I just, this thing is, if there's shady stuff going on behind the scenes, then it casts darkness on the light that's being brought forth on the stage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a matter of a personal integrity. Yeah. And as a, as a show, we still have our integrity. So I try to, we've asked every person that we, I know that speaks at these events, everybody that's come on, that's our first question. That's our first set of questions, especially if we haven't had talked to you in a while and it's been since Arizona. Um, and you just happen to be the third one. And um, I actually have all the questions worked out now so I can actually ask <laughs> well, him. Yeah. In a, in a more succinct well, way. I don't get them fresh. I get a rehearsed version. I got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get the first version. Still, the first still, version was a lot well, rougher. But and still fresh for you. And there's a reason yeah. that I hadn't released the other two interviews yet, because yeah. I kind of I kind of want to do them all at once. You know, like I've been holding on to the other two um, because I do want to I, I do want to drop them kind of in, in succession one after the other. Um, because I want people to get the full perspective on, you know, everyone's had a, a different answer. Um, mm -hmm. And I want people to get the full perspective of, of where y'all are coming from and yeah. how you feel about what's going on there. So um, rather than, you know, perhaps having your own perspective changed or modified by, you Diluted know, what, by what somebody yeah, else. Said. Exactly. So. Mm -hmm. And understand, well, and understand, yeah. I understand too, that, like I said, I've tried to, uh, th this is, um, because there's a lot of people right now and it's of course going on amongst the inner inner webs of everything. And I know you don't put your, I know you don't get involved in that, but there are people that are talking and they're saying, well, wait a minute, the speakers, if this is corrupted there, then the speakers are corrupt too, because they showed up. And one of the things that I've been saying over and over again is you, you just can't go past judgment. You have to ask them. First of all, you yes. don't talk about them behind, behind their back, bring it to their face and let's see what they have to say. Um, you, we just happen to have you on first and I don't know if, uh, I know Josh is aware, aware of this as well. I don't know if but he, he's not been as directly involved as yes, we have, as we have. So. Um, but like, uh, everybody that we've had on, we, we get a lot of the folks that speak at Clay Clark events and it's not because I don't think it's because of the event. I think it's because of the message you have to share. And that's the message that I try to, uh, portray whether uh, I mean, great meeting place to meet people and actually hear the words that they have to say and understand that they yeah. have a, a viewpoint and an opinion that supports where we're at. I just want to make sure that um, you're aware of why we're asking. We're not saying this stuff behind your back. We're coming straight to your face with it. And I knew I was going to get an honest answer out of you and that you've actually been the one I've been waiting for because I was like, I told VLAN, I was like, he was a cop. <laughs> I, he knows this stuff inward, inside and out. Um, he understands the first amendment. He understands if anybody understands what we're going to say about this, I believe it's going to be him. And, um, so what are your thoughts on the stock? Where, where are you? Where's your well, head at? First, um, I, I would love to be on that guy's podcast. I appreciate his spirit. So connect me there. I, that would be, that Absolutely. Like, cool. We'll do. I, I appreciate his boldness in that. And, um, it that would be a blast to get to know him. Um, now with that said, um, Again, what I told you previously about the phone call, 
did indeed occur. And that's exactly what happened. So I am completely transparent as always. And uh, I've learned powerful truths about that transparency, Mick and V. Lynn. When you start lying about something, it gets hard to remember your lies and you, you get caught up in it eventually. Um, so I tell the truth and that way I don't have to remember the truth because the truth is a natural thing. I think we all understand that. Now, for me personally, um, everything that I do and every decision I make, I endeavor to put it through a filter that I live by. And I'm not pushing this on other people. Again, this is First Amendment stuff, freedom of religion. You know, I, I believe that I have a relationship with God. And so because of that, I run it through his filter first. And what I read in his filter is that, and, this, and I do this, honest to goodness, um, I do not agree at all with Joe Biden, his principles, his stance, and what he promotes at all. But at the same time, through the filter of God's word, I do pray for that man. I really do. And not for his demise and not for his failure, but simply that he will know um, Jesus as his personal savior like I do. And that's what I hope for that, man. I don't want to see him go to hell. So I hope we make that real clear. I believe there's a heaven and hell, and I believe that's our eternal destiny of every uh, human being. So with that said, again, based upon First Amendment, you know, I can say that, which is awesome. People can disagree, which is awesome. I still love them. But that's my prayer for Joe Biden. Now, if me and I've you know, said this before, if I was speaking at an event, this is me um, and the crowd started and it was my event and the crowd started chanting, um, you know, let's go, Brandon, which we know that's equivalent to F Joe Biden. And it's fine. I get, get that. I would humbly ask them at that moment in time. This is me and they don't have to do it, but I would humbly ask them uh, most likely to. Let's just uh, maybe let's consider praying for the person for their eternal soul. Right. So that that would be me. Right. That's how that's how I would address the equation as far as being told not to say or not to do this or that. I completely agree with you. Freedom of speech is the unequivocal, um, undeniable First Amendment right. And even to the point I just laid out for you, Mick and B. Lamb. Someone can come in my presence and say, let's go Satan. They can. And, and I am going to allow them to do that with no judgment based upon the very idea that is a constitutional right. So I, I get that. So is that good? You guys are good with that so far, right? Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. Most most definitely. And I agree. I, you know, I I pity Joe Biden more than than yeah. I, I hate him. I, I I have no hatred in my heart. Um, I think he's horribly abused and should not yeah. be in the situation that he's in. If anything, I think his wife is is more at fault than than he is. That that woman yeah. is is the devil's handmaiden. So um <laughs> Yeah, I feel really bad about the situation. I mean, here's a and, and I look, I don't want like I gotta either. pray for her too. Yeah, I don't like evil at all. We are all capable of doing the most evil things and the most great things. All, all of us right now, we need to kind of own that, you know, and I do, of course, every day. And that keeps me in check and balance. Now, as far as Clay goes, um, I, I know him personally. Uh, I would consider him a moderate friend. We, we talk about things. We don't have like long drawn out conversations, but this is what I've seen with him from a personal basis. I've heard him uh, profess Jesus as his Lord. 
again, I'm not out to judge him. That's what I've heard, right? Um, I don't know anything about how he goes about his event promotions. Um, I do know this about churches, that, and this is a statement that I've said many times, that the modern-day American church is probably the main conduit of the downfall of our country because they haven't stepped up and been godly. It has been a cancerous, um, infectious, um, demonically worldly driven, rule based thing. And it's become nothing more than a 501c3 business that doesn't care about people, doesn't care about God, doesn't care about constitution, but cares about money. And that's a, a, a big judgment thing I just said. I don't mean it to be judgmental, I mean it to be observational from that. So, you know, I don't know how these churches operate. If I'm in church, right, in, in, the, in the house of God, as we call it, you know, right, people get more hung up in, in saying, you know, the S word or the, the, the D word or let's go Brandon. They get all weirded out about that. They do. And they almost put like an over, in my opinion, again, an overemphasis on that. And that's just completely distracting from the message, you know, people are people, man. They can say anything they want. Uh, they can say, let's go Brandon if they want to. And somebody from the platform can say, let's go Jesus, you know, and, and that's fine. Um, I don't get hung up in that stuff. And I don't know, you know, in these contract negotiations, how that works out or that conversation. But certainly I'm all about, um, you know, First Amendment. And, and look, as far as the speaking goes and, and why I'm there, I, I cannot. Um, uh, know what goes on inside of another man or woman's heart. But Mick V. Lynn, I am there for one reason and one reason alone, to bring glory to God. And I will never compromise that. I will not do anything that uh, jeopardizes that. You guys have heard me speak numerous times, and I think I beat to a little different drum or maybe I have a different box I operate in. Uh, every talk I've ever done, I've, I've given people a choice. Here's God's way. Here's man's way. You pick. And here's, here's what this stands for. Here's what this stands for. You pick. And I tell them how much I love them. And I've been uh, joking in a lot of um, talks recently. And I've given a slide to sort of conclude the remarks that typically has a picture of, um, you know, Dr. Fauci on one side wearing a white laboratory coat. On the other side, it has a picture of Jesus wearing a white robe. And I say, uh, who, who, do you, uh, who do you trust? The person in the white coat or the person in the white robe? Who's your primary care physician? Who's your PCP? And that's how I've concluded. Now, with that said, um, to long answer to short question, so my apologies on that, but I'll, I'll wrap it up with this, and then I know there'll be some follow-ups, um, hopefully. The, um, the idea, when I go to these events, I communicate that in the green room, too, with all those speakers. Um, any of the events that I've ever had, uh, anybody's welcome. I, I really don't. I'm not going to exclude anybody. They can say anything they want. They can do anything they want. I, I'm kind of like you, Mick. I, I wouldn't want them to be disruptive in, a, in an event. But as long as they're respectful of the event, I'm glad they're there because they're going to hear truth. And, uh, and I'm glad with that. So, uh, you know, that's that's just where my stance is. And that's the reason for our background, obviously, yeah. because that's why we endorsed you. Um, yeah. And uh, this is just another perfect example of it. And uh, I mean, this is what we're all about. And I, I love the fact that you were I mean, I'm first I love the fact that you, a, you came on here. Um, you were kind of 
ambushed with it. Um, we didn't, there was no preparation whatsoever, but that's what, I'm sorry, that's what real journalism today has come down to is we have to do it that way because people get these uh, really mixed up messages that, yeah, we support you. We do. We endorse you 100%. I think yeah. you're going to do great for the state of Oklahoma. I can't wait to see what happens in Oklahoma after you take charge. Yeah. Um, I might actually have to move again, which I told my wife. We're I'd not never moving move again. again. <laughs> However, we may be coming out to see you soon because I do have some concerns about Mick and I, I want you guys to do a full workup on him here soon. So, well, um, yeah. so we, we might be coming to see you on a, a, a medical journey, um, which I, I highly encourage our listeners to, you know, to reach out to, to the functional medical Institute in Tulsa and, um, talk to the Dr. Sherwood and, and get any kind of, and his wife. Yeah. That's because, right. yeah, yeah. Behind, the behind every, Sherwood. behind every yeah. good man, there's a woman rolling her eyes exactly. and, uh, <laughs> oh. behind me is V Lynn and she's always, <laughs> always rolling my eyes. Hey, and, and I just want to tell you guys, um, to, to your point about those questions, any person, um, whether they're running for office or whether they're a leader, they, they need to be prepared to answer those questions without having the advance notice of those questions. I, I just, so I commend you for that. And that's a weird thing for me to say maybe, but again, we need to become a typical inner leadership. A leader needs to step up and be able to adjust, um, move, pivot on the fly to serve the people. And the greatest way I know to do that is completely be uh, transparent. Well, and you know, I told Justin, uh, one of the things I told him, I said, you know, I, I, when we concluded our, um, when we actually brought him on our show, we interviewed him about what took place. I, I told him, I said, you know, one of the things I said, whether or not I agree with your stance on cannabis or not is immaterial. I said, I personally, I don't smoke weed. I don't like it. Um, but you do utilize CBD and it's made a dramatic oh, difference in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I do, uh, I, I, that part of it, yes, I completely agree with. Honestly, do I care about it? Is it something that will hold me off of some, no, honestly, it is. If you did, we wouldn't um, be married. <laughs> if, if there yeah. was, like, for instance, if I thought that, you know, uh, it was like, the, I remember back in the 80s, and I know you remember this too, because you're plenty old enough to remember it, just like me. Um, it was the gateway drug. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I never agreed with that. Um, yeah, I never I saw that. Made. And do I think it should be legalized or not? Uh, if you legalize it, I will support it. I think it should be legalized. I yeah. think you should legalize it and tax the heck out of it. Go for it. Do it. Let's make some money back on it, though. Let's tax it to the tilt like they first did with cigarettes, like they first did with caffeine, like, like they, they first, do with gas, like they do with gas, like you do yeah. with the, pretty much any drug out there. Do it. Go ahead. Um, do I believe that it leads to anything? Else? No, but legalize it. OK, fine. But outside of that, one of the things I told him, I said, I don't I, even though we might not agree on that premise. I said, the way you conducted that, the way that that was operated, that is the way we need to do things in this group, in this field today. Um, how, whatever your opinions, whatever, like his opinions about Clay Clark are very obviously skewed in one direction now, because obviously that put a very bad taste in his mouth about it, about the whole thing. And he had only been to the Dallas event was his first event. He was going to the Arizona event and then he was told that he couldn't come. So then he was just like, well, uh, yeah, bring him on because this is ridiculous. But mm -hmm. minus all of that, I told him that I was one of the things I really liked about him. And yes, I am definitely going to hook the two of you up. Um, <laughs> That'd be a fun show. I love that. a great time. He's, he, amazing. he's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I really liked about it was it was so in the open. 
It was right there. It was in your face. He brought him on a show. He didn't talk about him behind his back. He brought him on the show. He said, yeah. look, this is the deal. This is what I was told. Why is this going on? And but what that's really what really has to happen in this movement is we have to operate in the light. What people, some people are like, well, they, they gave him some, uh, some backlash to be like, oh, you shouldn't have done that on your episode. No, he should have, because I'm sorry. That's the way we keep transparency. It has to happen right here where everybody can see it. And it's, it's honestly, it's also how we discern who, who our leaders really should be because Clay's reaction to that was what really disturbed me, right? Like what you said, any, any leader, any politician, any, anybody who presents themselves as a leader should be able to answer these questions, questions on, on, you know, pivot it, just yeah. on the fly, right? You got to be able to keep your calm, keep your cool, not get frustrated and upset. I feel like Clay has a very defined script. He very rarely goes off it. And I say this because I've heard him speak on numerous occasions. Now I've been to three of his events. I've heard him on multiple podcasts and I think I could recite his script verbatim at this point, right? He, he says the same thing over and over and over again, and he, he barely deviates from it. So when he gets thrown off course, when someone asks him a question that he doesn't expect and he can't use any part of his script to answer it, he doesn't know what to do. He gets very flustered. He gets very upset. And then he starts with the personal attacks. It's a very Democrat thing of him to do, honestly. It that really threw me off. I was like, wait, okay. And and I, you know, I I can't say that I'm I've been Clay's biggest fan. And that's a personal thing for me because I've met him on a number of occasions. He's come on my show. He's come on our show. Um, you know, we've we've talked to him and yet. He never didn't rec he's never recognized me. I've gone up and shaken, shook in his hand. You know, he doesn't remember me. He doesn't remember my name. It's like, he's never met me before. And this was the what, eighth time that I met him. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, you know, but I get it. You know, he meets a lot of people. Um, so again, that was kind of a personal thing for me. And I, I know I'm a lot better with names and faces than most people are, or at least faces. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I get that. Not everybody's the same. He can, he can get very overwhelmed, but Again, when when you can't think for yourself, when you have to follow a script, it makes me wonder who gave him that script. Well, and, and I'll I kind of comment on that and then a, a tangential issue with that. Um, everybody, all of us in going through the world, trying to hopefully endeavoring to do the purposes with action and words that God's called us to do. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna step all over yourself. Sometimes you're going to fall down sometimes and you're going to have to get back up and learn. Um, one thing that, um, I've learned is, and it, it's like, we were kidding a moment ago about age, you know, um, some people out here, you know, have been through life this far. Some people this far, some people that far, some people have been through multiple, tragedies and traumas and some people have never experienced that um one thing i've learned in that is that pain and time are the greatest teachers and let me say that one more time pain and time are the greatest teachers um, personally i've stepped all of myself many times in the past and i've hopefully learned from it you know and time i mean i'm coming up on six decades on this planet. I'm not a young man anymore. I, I feel good. You know, I still do the same things I did when I was 35 or 40, but uh calendar says different. But um, to that point, I just think that 
in any situation, like you said, B. Lynn, correctly, you go right to the person. You ask them the question. And that's the key point to uh, dealing with issues like this. And I hope people are listening right now that maybe have had, um, you know, uh, thoughts or maybe even talked about this situation or others regarding, you know, a couple of other people that probably we could name that have made statements. Uh, if you have an opportunity to go to that person, you should ask them straight up. So uh, and that, that's the right way to do it. And I'm just um, I'm super honored that you guys would um, uh, count me worthy and uh, honor the relationship enough that you would ask me directly. I, I just really appreciate that. Well, like I, I don't know. We, we wouldn't do it any other way, Doc, honestly. Yeah, we wouldn't well, approve of it would, any other yeah. way because I don't want to I don't like talking about people. I don't like talking about people behind their back when I can walk up and just ask them to their face. And I think yes. that's where this has to happen. It has to operate like that. Uh, with that, so you've got, uh, I know you've had a ton of events as of late. Um, yeah. I saw some Steel Truth stuff there. Uh, she was up there helping you out in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure she brought hordes of people with her to, uh, <laughs> to, to watch. Uh, so what's been going on? How has the run for governor been? It's been great. Um, we are getting a lot of momentum. Um, the message is very clear. Uh, it is just like we're talking today. This is a clear um, conversation that I have many uh, potential voters out there. I, I want them to ask the hard questions. I want them to know uh, what makes me tick. I want there to be good communication. I do not uh, like political rehearsed scripted, um, you know, only say this, um, kind of conjecture. I think it's uh, political babble. Uh, same thing can happen in uh, churches, biblical babble. I am all about loving people and uh, teaching them that I am who I am now and I will be who I am then. And it will give them a consistency of trust um, in honor of the character of the person they see. Uh, with that said, we have an event coming up um, Thursday if you're in the Guthrie, Oklahoma area, you can come to that one. You can look at all our immediates there. We have an event in Iowa um, on Saturday. It's a kind of an ending medical tyranny. I, I, there's a, a gentleman named J.D. Rucker and a gentleman named Jeff Dornick, D-O-R-N-I-K, putting that on. I, I, I forgot the name of it, but I'll make sure it's out there on our um, website as well. And then we have... Um, pretty much on our app, as you mentioned, Mick, thank you for that. We, all of our events are listed there set, that are set out there in the, in the future. And uh, we just want to be a blessing. And you guys may be in uh, Savannah right now, but I hope everybody hears this, that uh, we need um, good, strong, godly, constitutional guarding and protecting people representing leaders in all of the local and state offices as many as you can get and what we do in Oklahoma just because um, as the future governor of Oklahoma it will affect other states as well because just like now I think we all would agree with this statement the impact that Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida has had on other states is profound and exponential. I can tell you unequivocally that the impact that um, as God as 
strengthens me that Governor Mark Sherwood and First Lady Michelle Neal Sherwood will have on the state of Oklahoma will be even farther reaching impacts across these United States of America. Well, to that, well, actually, um, I had an idea that I presented to uh, Dr. Candace not too long ago, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and people always say that, you know, well, journalists shouldn't get involved in, in politics. And I think that's mm -hmm. that's bullshit. First off, we're, yeah. you know, we're podcasters. We're not necessarily journalists, but I, I believe in putting your money where your mouth is. So to that end, I've actually mm -hmm. um, I'm now the county lead for Candace's campaign here in our brand new county, which Yay. is a great way for me to meet that's the neighbors because awesome. I'm going to take the puppy and we're going to go door to door and start knocking on doors and introducing ourselves and and introducing yeah. Candace. And and we move to the right neighborhood because it's full of Gadsden flags and Trump flags yeah. and and American flags. So we're we're definitely in a, a better place than we were before. Yeah. Um, it, but but, you know, to that end, I had an idea that uh, at some point in the future, we'd like to bring all of our gubernatorial candidates on that we've spoken to yourself, mm -hmm. Dr. Candace, um, Joey Gilbert. Once we get him on, he unfortunately had to cancel last week, but we'll have him mm -hmm. on here soon, too. Um, and, you know, and and just have you guys talk about what you can do to help each other, because yeah. you're you're absolutely right. The governor's can be more influential, more important than the president, right? Because it's it's yep. it's a matter of of the states. The states' rights supersede the federal government. And people don't realize that. And it seems like governors don't realize that. If they realized it and they took their power back or took took their power as they should have had it in the first place um, and actually run their states, then we might not be in this huge mess that we're in right now. So um, yep. I think I think that would be a good, uh, you know, potentially a good thing for a lot of people to hear and see because then they can see how you guys can influence their states, even if you're not the governor of their states. So um, well, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, and absolutely. I, I have connections with a gentleman who's running for governor of Michigan. Uh, so we could make that a very good panel. And you're right. Um, this is what I see in the future. And um, I really honestly believe this is going to happen. I believe that as the, um, the governors of these United States uh, step up and into an already uh, created authority based upon the 10th Amendment. It's not something they have to do anew. It's something that was already there. And the founding fathers put that in place so that they could prevent government overreach, federal government overreach. And so, you know, if they just will step into the role that's already there and into the constitutional um, authority that's there and allow that to work for the people of their respective states. I believe you're going to see several states rise up, rise up and sort of have this loose affiliation, uh, much akin to the uh, 13 colonies back in the 1775, 76, 77 area, you know, because it's not that we as people, you know, hate the federal government. It's that we have allowed the federal government to infiltrate our states. And that's our fault. We let it happen. And the only way to get that back and save our republic is to do exactly that, as you suggested, have strong, you know, uh, leaders that understand the spirit of the Constitution and hopefully have a relationship with God. And when we get that, we're going to see change. And I can tell you this much. Um, when elected, I will have conversations with the respective uh, governor colleagues across the uh, United States to um, build alliances, to build coalitions, to elevate and educate the true meaning and spirit of the Constitution so that we can honor that. And when we do, uh, the uh, spirit of freedom is going to come back to these respective states and uh, 
I believe God's hand of blessing is going to be on those respective states. And we're going to see the economy become free. Hopefully we'll be kind of see people become more healthy uh, physically. I know if I have any say so in that, they will uh, emotionally and even spiritually. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so how does on the business end uh, concerning you, uh, obviously your uh, ebook and everything else in your practice and your wife's practice. Uh, I was wondering, uh, cause my mom, she uh, went and got the jab, unfortunately, but and I, the booster. I, I told her, you know, Hey, you go to your doctor, you and your doctor work that out. I, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you don't have to listen to me cause your, your son isn't, you know, stated, I didn't say to holiday Inn express last night. So therefore I'm not a doctor today. However, uh, I've, I asked this because uh, she came to me and she asked me about this. Um, and there's, uh, she's had, uh, she's had, uh, I think she's had now as many neck surgeries as I have had. Um, and she's got a lot more done than I've ever had done to my neck, um, to include rods being now put mm -hmm. down her spine, but she had, uh, you know, she just the congenital, uh, whatever the disc, uh, where the discs start to deteriorate, whatnot. One of the things she noticed though, and I read a story about a Cedar sinai uh, paper about it. Um, it was concerning, um, this uh it's kind of like uh glenn um uh yeah i can't even pronounce it some kind of fibrosis yeah myelitis. uh not glenn barry or barry whatever gillian bar syndrome Guillain -Barre. Guillain -Barre. Yeah. yeah 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 there it is guillain -Barre. that syndrome but it's not guillain -Barre because it can this that can be tested am i correct that guillain -Barre yes. can be tested mm -hmm. for um correct. and it doesn't show up in the test as a guillain -Barre. it shows up as this other, it's another thing where basically the nerves, uh, because of the jab, I don't know if you've read this or not. It's a Cedar sinai paper. I'll send it to you if you want, but it was, uh, uh, a study done at Cedar sinai They said that because of the jab, it's overproducing, um, antibodies. And these antibodies are basically attacking nerve, nerve endings, causing pain, numbness, um, you name it. And it goes down a long laundry list. Um, I know Friday she's supposed to go to the doctor and she's, she's going armed. I mean, she's going armed with this paper and she's going to ask him about it and be like, cause she's got horrible numbness right now in her hands mm -hmm. for extremities, her arms, uh, no pain, but she just can't feel her fingers. She can't feel her hands. Um, and she's not the first person I've heard with this, especially of the jab. I've mm -hmm. heard of other people with the same problem. Have what do you, what do you know about that, and uh, what are some of the things if somebody were suffering from that? What are some of the things people can do? Well, for those of uh, the listeners that are like what, and their their eyes are spinning in their head right now, the deer in the headlight look. You know, basically when you um, uh, bring in a an uh, sort of this uh, immune inducing um, vaccine you are indeed triggering the development of antibodies uh, because that's the response you're trying to get. Now, having said that, a lot of people have had in the discussion circles the idea of this accelerated or advanced antibody response, which is sort of this uh, accelerated autoimmunity process where your antibodies that are developed because of the inducement of the vaccine begin to sort of attack other tissues and other locations in the body. It's basically molecular mimicry. So if the antibodies are supposed to attack the spike protein, for example, if there's similarities um, in the protein and the spike with the similarities in sort of some of the uh, proteins that affect the, those nerve endings and things like that you're talking about, 
there is a, a mechanism which can occur where that antibody begins to attack anything that mimics or look like that protein. So that's kind of how that would work. Now, and I have read a lot of that, but I would appreciate you sending me that paper because I'd like to go through it. There are other factors that one must consider as well. For example, uh, vascular factors, you know, should be considered. If there is neuropathy or this numbness that you feel, you always want to investigate the idea of B12 deficiency. That's super important. You always want to look at the issue of chronic systemic inflammation, which does occur when you have this perpetual inducement of the immune system, whether by, you know, vaccines, but it's really vaccines plus toxins, plus pollutions, plus chemicals, plus, 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 plus stress, lack of sleep, uh, you know, in general. So what we've done for this chronic systemic inflammation is we have um, uh, done everything we could do to uh, support the body's own mechanisms to respond to it and deal with it more effectively. So we've we've looked at it from both angles. And some of the things we've done to address the chronic systemic inflammation are, you know, that sort of an immune support concept of those supplements you have. And we've used uh, a lot of this idea of molecular hydrogen. So I'm a big push uh, pusher of that now because I think molecular hydrogen, the smallest molecule known right now, can cross all the barriers, can get right down to the mitochondria and begin to support the lowering of free radicals that are sort of creating this inflammatory cascade. So that way you get internal correction, uh, even as well as this external correction. So long answer, but vitamin mineral deficiencies and then bring in molecular hydrogen. And that is a good tactic to address that particular scenario. That's really good to know. I know we've been using a lot of magnesium, um, mm -hmm. but B12 is great, but the, the yeah. molecular hydration, I, I, I like that. We'll try that too. So, um, yep. cause basically I use Mick as a Guinea pig and then if anything works for him, I send it to his mom. So <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say on that one, you know, when you talk about molecular hydrogen, you can get, um, you know, tablets that you can drop in water and, you know, they kind of fizz around there to diffuse the, the hydrogen, the more you drink it down, you know, typically I tell people to drink it at night on an empty stomach, just, you know, 12, 14 ounces of it, which is good. Or, you know, if you want to invest that, that can be like a, a couple bucks a day to do that, you know, for little tablets, or if you want to invest in a hydrogen machine, like my wife and I do, you know, we drink it, you know, just, you can make it in indefinitely. So you make your money back in a, in a couple of years, you know, so it's something that I think people need to consider, uh, especially in today's climate and time. Hmm. Hydrogen machine. I'm going to have to look that up. You're yeah. going to have to send me a link for that one. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you the link to the one we use. And, uh, and I think it's, you know, I've looked at them a lot. I think it's the best one out there right now. And it's uh, manufactured in Japan, actually. But uh, they, they do a pretty good job. They're, they're sort of the leaders in that in that study. Field. Well, and Japan's leading the way in a lot of a lot of ways these days. Since yeah. They yeah. have banned the jab and given their entire population. Um, Monoclonal yeah. antibodies, Iver ivermectin, ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they have no COVID left. It's quite amazing. Yeah. Weird. So, Odd, yeah. isn't it? Huh. South yeah. Africa's having that problem, too. Yeah, I admire the country of Japan because they have been uh, uh, progressive. They kind of they kind of mind their own business, you know, do the thing and take care of their people. Sounds like something we maybe consider should do. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and they they really um, idolize the nuclear family. They take care of their elders. They, I mean, they yeah. we we should follow their example in a lot more ways than we do. So um, yes. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, we have to go paintballing or at least Mick and the boys do. I am uh, bowing really? out gracefully. So well, for, <laughs> good reason. for good reason, I'm not quite showing yet, but still. Um, yeah. So uh, any last words, doc? I, I know we're going to see you again soon here. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, make a commitment to get this scheduled ASAP. I love you guys and just certainly enjoy uh, coming on with you. I, I think your idea of a gubernatorial panel is excellent. Um, Mick, we look forward to helping you with uh, your best health. We can actually do a lot of things remotely if you want to get started that way. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll send you guys all that information that I promised. And, uh, man, I just appreciate you guys' heart. And uh, this has been a really good show. It's been it's been enlightening for me, and I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Doc. We always what we appreciate try to do. you and um, your, uh, yeah. your integrity and your honesty. And, and you know, I, I know our, our listeners do as well. So thank yes, you so much. Yes, very much so. Yeah. We appreciate right. you having having you on. And Ooh, uh, one last question. We may yeah. see you um, in person sooner if the uh, the trucker convoy from California yeah. to D.C. Uh, starts up soon. So if, if the Canadian truckers get their way, they're going to start heading or our truckers are supposed to start heading from California to D.C. If they uh, they pass through Oklahoma, are you going to hop in your pickup truck and uh, and join along? Oh, my gosh. I'm so proud of those men and women for doing that. Just the stepping up and, you know, we the people. I mean, that's what it's about. When we the people have enough, we step up in mass and it overwhelms the bully. Uh, you guys know that in school when the bully is 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 overpowering people. All it takes is one person, one group. We the people to step up and the bully's going to back down. I think of a guy named David who did that pretty good. Uh, and he uh, overcame a, a Goliath, and that's what we're facing today. We just need to step up and believe again. So I'm proud of him. I, yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't echo that anymore. And I couldn't say it any better. And I believe that that this is a D David and Goliath type situation, and uh, that their slingshot just happens to be twenty tons of steel that just rolls down the road, <laughs> yeah. and they just can block up a city yeah. real they bad. They just sit there. They don't have to do anything. Yeah. They just sit there. They didn't even have to get out. Just be. That's it. <laughs> That's right. And I, I think their message is out there. Uh, one of the things I don't know if you saw it, but they had a great. Uh, there was uh, they were playing kids in Canada that were sending messages to the truckers. Thank you so much for fighting for us. Thank you for getting rid of our masks. Thank you for uh, taking on this, this jab and everything about it. And these are thousands of kids that they just kept repeating, playing to the truckers as they were driving through different areas of Canada. And a lot of those, you know, some of those things were real tearjerkers. Oh, I was I like, cried. man, some of those kids are <laughs> like, wow, they're, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. And it's, it is, uh, it's, it's a good thing to see. And I, I enjoyed watching it and I enjoyed hearing about, uh, like we had Leon the other day and, uh, she was talking about her support for it and how she mm -hmm. was promoting it as well. And I, uh, it's a, I think it's a great thing. hundred was yeah. 150 miles long. Now it is the absolute longest convoy there have has ever been absolutely amazing. Completely love it. And think that's freaking great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful and uh, more to come. Yeah. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll uh we'll we'll see in in the trucker convoy or in DC. We'll see. So you guys be blessed. I appreciate you guys enjoy the paintball. We, we shall. We appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you so much for coming on again. All right. We'll All see right. you soon. You we'll soon. talk to you later. Bye. So All right. Dr. Mark Sherwood, as you as you can see, he is running for governor of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yep. And uh Shoot, one question I wanted to ask him is how he's doing in the polls, but That's I don't okay. like polls anyway. We'll talk to him yeah, again. Polls are we'll bring him back on. Yes. Um, but there you go, folks. Uh, just again, 
you know, we're just echoing what Justin started uh, and cannabis and combat started, I should say. Because understand that our our podcast community is is very close knit, right? We when I went to Dallas um, that evening, in fact, I got invited to Justin's B&B and I walked into this place and there were probably 20 people there and I knew one of them. Um, actually I didn't cause Josh wasn't even there yet. So yeah. I knew no one, uh, except, I mean, I'd met them that day, but barely. And, uh, and I, I walked in, sat down and we all started talking and it's like, we'd known each other forever because when you get together with like-minded people with a similar purpose or the same purpose, you, you instantly bonded. And that's what our little podcast community is like. So, you know, when, when Justin picks up this, this ax to go fight, we're, we're going to be right behind him. And we anticipate that our podcast friends are going to be right there with us too, because again, we're all like-minded fighting for the same purpose and, and this matters. And, and, you know, we do it all the time too. It's not like, uh, the other day, for instance, I was on cannabis and combat and I was at work, but I was listening. I was watching him while I was at work. I was watching him on, uh, my, my phone. I was listening to what he was saying, what they were talking about and, uh, his guests, who bail. we had on had had to bail and he's kind of floundering and you know i had nothing to do for about a couple hours so i you know i picked up the phone i called in and uh you know that's what we do that's the type of uh thing we do especially you're hurting for content you need somebody else to come on to to, to help get you through an episode we do it yeah. um and we're not i would ex i completely expect him to do it for us and i think he would do it for us yep um but <clears throat> i Furthermore, that's the type of community we have. It is that tight knit that if something like this happens, uh, they'll kick it around. They'll send it out. People will be like, wow, okay, this is all part of it. Um, but tight knit doesn't mean closed off because yeah. as more and more people join this community, we in invite them in to our circle like we've known them forever. It yep. doesn't matter if you've been podcasting for 10 years or 10 months or 10 days or 10 days, right? Yep. If, if you are like-minded and share our purpose, then you're part of our community. Yep. So I, uh, this is, uh, I'm just showing you that I, I know I was on there. And if you heard me on Justin's show, um, we had talked about this. We talked about the speakers, uh, them being complicit with this, as we just found out, uh, asking the question of Dr. Sherwood, I, which I did. And, uh, he said he never signed a contract, which now begs some more questions about clay, because if they didn't sign a contract, then as we discussed, you can't take responsibility for hundreds of people's words. There's, there's That's, bigger, there's bigger issues here that we're not all real keen on, uh, or we're aware of. Yeah. So that being said, um, we, there's still some more things that we need to unpack and uncover, um, which we probably might get to here sooner than later, because now I'm really beginning to wonder, but either way, uh, folks, we will be back. Um, we're coming back. I believe we'll be back Tuesday with a news podcast yep. and Wednesday, uh, well, Wednesday, no, I got stuff going on, but Tuesday we've got the news podcast. What other interviews do we have coming up? I noticed we did not say that last night in the news podcast. Uh, no, we didn't. And let's see, we have, uh, Samuel Hall coming up. Um, and Zoe Warren from South Carolina. So there you the go. A couple uh, days. And we'll also be releasing uh, Dr. Stella and Pastor Dave Scarlett. And so, obviously this probably one. Probably prior to this one. So, so, yep. uh, so just, hey, again, stay tuned. We're going to keep working it, folks. Uh, I don't think this story is dead. No. Um, I think we're getting more information. There's and definitely more to find out. We're definitely finding out that... Uh, it's not what we thought it was. Yep. So uh, not that it isn't 
the way it was in the beginning, so to speak. So either way, we've got stuff to do. We appreciate you all coming by. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to take it. Not going to take it. All right. Well, you all have a great day and uh, enjoy. Enjoy. And uh, thanks for listening. God like, bless. Share, subscribe. And, yep. Like, share, uh, like, like share, share, subscribe. subscribe. There we go again. We <laughs> suck. So enjoy. Thanks, folks.